Hi, and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm a professionally certified ADHD coach with over 10 years experience, and my passion is finding ADHD friendly tools, resources, and services that tilt the playing field in favor of anyone impacted by ADHD, and I bring them here and share them with you in the hopes they create more ease in your life. Today, I'm going to start off with a celebration about my subscribers. And then I'm going to share an ADHD lens I'm calling WWCID. And I'll talk about more in a minute. And then my topic for today, it's a special 10 episode. And every 10th episode, I focus on personal owner's manuals. And today I'm going to be talking about physical examples of a palm. And hopefully one of them will inspire you to start yours or give you some ideas about what you can do to make yours even more powerful. And then I'll share a section you might want to consider adding to your palm about holidays. I'm calling it a holiday palm. And as we wrap up, I will share what's coming up next week. And it's a special guest going to be joining me. So I'll talk about that more at the end of this episode. So let's jump in with my celebration. So I have a subscriber celebration, guys. Got my sparkly little tally here. And I am excited to share that I can now move the numbers. That's right. I'm over here in the hundreds. Not quite to that one yet. But yeah. 104. As of the time I'm recording this right now, I have 104 subscribers. Woohoo! Yes. Thank you to everyone who has taken the time to subscribe to my um, YouTube channel. I really, really, really appreciate it. If you haven't yet, I invite you to go ahead and click the subscribe ADHD friendly podcast. So appreciate each and every subscriber. And I'm just thrilled to be over a hundred. Ironically, when I went to get my um, customized name, YouTube doesn't offer it anymore. They do offer a handle. I don't quite understand what the difference is, but I was able to get my handle ADHD friendly. So wasn't exactly what I was waiting for, but I still got the, the handle I was looking for. So thank you so much to everyone that subscribed. Now, my ADHD friendly lens that I'm calling WWCID, and that stands for what would Charles Ingalls do? That's right, Charles Ingalls from Little House in the Prairie days. This um, tool is inspired by the TV show, not the books. So when I think about um, Little House in the Prairie, it's one of my absolute favorite shows. It's kind of my comfort um, program. I'll go and I'll watch when I'm sick or I'm feeling a little down. It perks me up. There's certain episodes I go to. I always watch the very first season Christmas episode every Christmas. It's on my playlist for Christmas um, episodes. Just love it. And what I typically connect to that I've started a list a long time ago, and I just keep adding to it, I call it my Charles Ingalls list, things Charles Ingalls didn't have to think about. And I have things in here like, what's my password? Or should I let Laura do travel volleyball? Or um, where's my phone charger? And do I need to share my Netflix password? Or, you know, all of the different things, and most of them technology-based that add more decisions and more complexity to our day. And so I, I tend to think of 
the Little House on the Prairie reference with Charles Ingalls around a simpler time. I know that there are definitely things that are much easier now than they were then, but I'm really just here focusing on the things that are more complicated, that make our lives a bit more um, stress, Feel the more, more of a feeling of stress that we're connecting to. So back in the time of Little House on the Prairie, it, there were less decisions. There was less stuff, less physical stuff. And there was more natural structure. It got dark at night, so you went to sleep because there wasn't electricity and there wasn't TV and things keeping us awake and our brain stimulated. It got light in the morning, we got up because it was light in the morning and there, there, you know, it was like pulling you out of your bed naturally because you had to make the breakfast, you had to take care of the animals. Um, so when I think about when I feel a little overwhelmed, particularly with technology, I like to think, what would Charles Ingalls do? And my example that I'm going to highlight here is related to news. So back in the time of Charles Ingalls, he may have had access to, let's say at the best case scenario, one newspaper a day. But more than likely, he only maybe saw one newspaper a week at most. We have access to news 24-7. We get alerts on our phones. There's news literally on all the time. And it's not just what's happening right here in our in our neighborhood or in our town or even in our state or even in our country. It's everywhere in the world we're constantly getting updated on what's happening. So what I tend to ask myself because I tend to feel less energized when I when I watch the news than I do before I watch the news because it's very focused on negative things by and large is do I need to see this again? Do I need even more details about this? Is it gonna help my brain to see this picture um, or to read this article? So I, I try to ask, what would Charles Ingalls do in terms of this? Like, do I need this information? Is this going to serve me today? And the news is, is one of my best ways to shift my thinking away from, cause it's very sparkly. And before I know it, sometimes I'm just like scrolling and reading news that I didn't really need or intend to be spending time reading. So thinking about what would Charles Ingalls do to make less of an impact is a way just to, you know, kind of connect to simpler things when it might serve you to not have as much technology in there. So just connect for me, I use that acronym to help me connect to less technology when I need it. And I'm sharing it here to see, you know, what would work for you if it's not a, a connection to something or a time where there was less technology, it might be, you know, another show, another character, another um, way for you to remember either an acronym or a way to connect to a simpler time to see, is there a way I can support myself here with either like a less is more mantra or, you know, do I really need this when I think about, you know, do I need three sets of dishes? I don't have three sets of dishes, but I've been tempted because there's some sparkly, like I remember, you know, seeing at an estate sale, a whole set of Christmas dishes. And I was so tempted. And I just kept thinking, do I need to store an entire set of dishes for, for one meal a year? No, I don't. And that, you know, helped again with that. What would Charlie Ingalls do? They didn't have, they were lucky to have a plate for each of them. So I always try to, you know, kind of go back to some basic roots and my WWCID is a quick way for me to remember, do I really need this? It might feel really sparkly, but is it gonna serve me to have more things to store or more technology, more news, whatever it is? 
So that's my ADHD friendly lens to look through and maybe even a little tip for how to explore minimizing the impact if that would support you in your life. So now on to our main topic for today, and that is focused on personal owner's manuals. So again, a personal owner's manual is literally a document, a notebook, something that you're deciding to use to capture what works for you. It's all about your things, your strengths, your successes, the hacks that you know help you check things off, get things done, get you started. And I'm going to share physical examples. I always encourage people to start with a physical palm because it's an external concrete visible reminder that it exists and it pulls you in more easily to add to it and help it to grow. So my first example is my personal owner's manual. And I use an ARC system, A-R-C. I have used a binder. I have used a notebook. I like ARC because it's very flexible and it makes it easy for me to add things. And I have this little paper cutter that allows me to turn any piece of paper into a page in my palm. And I just take the paper, I put it into the cutter, just like a three hole punch, but here it turns it into the cutout page that fits into the rings of my arc. And I just tuck it in and it's easier than a three ring notebook because I don't have to open the three rings, take out the page, close the three rings, flip to the other section. I wanna open the, the three rings, put the paper in. I just always found that very te tedious and it created resistance for me to go in and add to my palm. And as I always say, if there's resistance, it's going to get in the way. So find ways to minimize it. And for me, the ARC notebook does that. It's not the least expensive version of a disc notebook. So I encourage you to check out, there's a few, um, Tool T-U-L um, is a version that is less expensive, but works in the same system. So the different tools are compatible. So that is the first example. The second example I'm going to share is just another physical example, but it's designed as a recipe book. Because again, a personal owner's manual is literally the recipes for how you succeed. It's capturing the steps, the specific processes, the specific rewards that work for you. And I'm just gonna highlight, I found um, this example at my secondhand bookstore and it's from Alton Brown. I just love Alton Brown. And of course he has one that that's basically set up like a personal owner's manual, even though it's not designed to be that. And so I just borrow some of the sections. So he has a section called laboratory with a tab that I just decided that's kind of sparkly to think about running experiments. And by that, I mean, trying out systems, trying out routines and writing down what you did and noticing how it worked and then adjusting it. Just like you would, if you printed out a recipe, you might substitute an ingredient. It might be, okay, I, my example is going to reference workouts. So it might be, okay, I do really well if I run for a mile, but if I'm tired or I, you know, pull a muscle, I can substitute weights or I can substitute stretching or whatever it is. But if you document it, it's so much easier to adjust and shift your plans than it would be if you have to think about what else could I do? That takes effort to think and decide. If you capture it, it's like a recipe you can follow. What are the ingredients to your success? What are the things that you need? So instead of like a cup of sugar, it might be um, running shoes or um workout gear, you know, whatever you need. And then for equipment, it could be the things that I use for like planning. I, so like my planning tools are, are one of my pieces of equipment. 
Um, so instead of measuring cups and spoons and a mixer, it could be my lists of things that work for me, my rewards list. So just using the structure of a recipe book is very sparkly for me when I think about getting started on a personal owner's manual. And you could even use the way that recipe books are sometimes outlined where it starts with appetizers. So what are those things that you know are smaller and they get you going? And the main dishes, what are the, the main things that you know you need to succeed? Or what are the, the cooking time? How long do things take? So just following that format and that structure can be a very ADHD-friendly way to start a personal owner's manual. So that's a second example. The next example is from an old, an oldie but goodie office tool called a Rolodex. If you are under 40, you probably have never heard of this, but I find this very sparkly. It's at your fingertips. I like to keep it on my desk. I have little coaching references. This is open to my favorite quotes. And again, I might not be able to think of it, but if I can just flip to this section and I just write it down on a little card, I keep these little cards on my desktop and I can just easily write them. And then I flip to the alpha. This is an A through Z Rolodex. I flip to the section that I want to add it to, and then it's there. And so I have a quote here from James Clear. He says, know what you want, be flexible about how to get there. Love it. When you chase by rabbits, you catch none. So true. So just having, you know, the sections alphabetized where you can easily flip. I have a whole coaching tool section that if I need something when I'm in the middle of a session, I can quickly reference it and highlight. And like, I even like put like little pictures and little graphs and charts in here. So a Rolodex palm can serve as a quick, easy way to start a personal owner's manual. Next. All right. So this is um, the no frills, really simple, just start version of a physical palm. And it's just a clipboard. So literally just clipping a piece of paper or a few sheets of paper to it. And then I even use like little tabs to divide little sections. If you have more than one tool in here, so you can easily see it and flip to it. And this is just an example that I put in here on the front of energy building um, actions. So they're just energy builders. And I always like to share more information is better. So for example, one of the things that builds my energy is calling a friend. If I just had call a friend when I'm low energy, I'm just going to resist it because I don't know who I could call. I literally, when I'm low energy, energy can think of nobody that I feel like calling or that would help to call. But I have down the people that I know build my energy in this list. So it doesn't just say call a friend. It has the friend's names listed. And then I can much more easily be like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not working. I can call them right now. Let me do that. So just having like really quick, easy things to access can be a, a great tool to start with a clipboard, paper, start a list. Keep it somewhere visible so you can see it and reference it and notice what you like about it and what you don't like about it. That's that whole experimentation. Try it out, tweak it as you go. But starting is key. So finding a way that creates some interest and sparkle just to begin. And my last example is my most expensive example. This is called Adorable, D-U-R-A-B-L-E, Desktop Reference System. And I used to use this when I was teaching. And when I started my business, I knew this is something I wanted. It does take up a fair amount of space on a desktop, but it's also able to be mounted on the wall. And so what I do is I just set it on my desk and I have the different tools in it that I can just flip and reference. And I have the little tabs labeled so I can see what it is and I can get to it. So it's, it's, this one has 20, it comes with 20 different um, 
of these front and back sheets that you can just insert your tools into. And on Amazon right now, this was $80.14. There is a 10 sheet version that's only $56.70. And there's also some less expensive um, versions as well. I don't know how well they operate. This is the only one that I've ever used. So I'm just sharing that. But there are less expensive ones that are available if you want to check them out. They may even be lighter. This one's pretty heavy duty. Um, but again, that's just a durable desktop reference system, having things at your fingertips. And again, literally concrete, external, visible. If you have to work at getting to your personal owner's manual, you're not going to get it. It, it. it will end up on a shelf. It'll end up in a drawer and you'll forget it ever existed. Or you might know it's there, but you won't feel like going to get it. So keep it at no more than you know fingertip reach wherever it is, it needs to be accessible. So those are my examples of physical palms. And if you haven't started a palm yet, perhaps a really sparkly place to begin since we're in the holiday season would be to start a holiday palm. Or if you do have a palm already started, adding a section of holidays or traditions is really helpful because holidays only come once a year. And it really is a future self supporter. If you capture the routines, the things you did this year that you want to remember, it's so helpful. It's one of the, the main, most used sections of my palm that I come back to is holidays and traditions, whether it's birthdays, holidays, it's the once a year things that I want to go back to and remember. And I have lots of tools in there to support that uh, memory to be able to tap into and use with more ease each and every time. So Again, it's a way to capture what works for you so you can use it again each year. It could be recipes for birthday cake, for your favorite traditions, the, the food that you make for Thanksgiving, your kids' favorite cookies that you made for the holidays. It could be detailing the traditions. When my kids were little, I was starting new family traditions. We didn't live near any of our extended family. So I was really, I had the freedom to decide what our traditions would be. And I remember when I decided, I was so excited and I was like, this is great. I'm never going to forget. And the very next year, I couldn't remember what we did. And I certainly couldn't remember the order we did it in. So that was really uncomfortable. And that was really one of my very first holiday palm tools was I just wrote down what we did in the order we did it in. And every year I'd go back and be like, okay, no, wait, it's time to read Twas night, uh, the night before Christmas. It's time for us to put out cookies and milk for Santa. I just had it all written down so that we didn't forget. It could be a place to store your holiday budget and gift list. So you remember who you bought things for, how much you spent. This can be really helpful if you give, let's say you have, you know, nieces and nephews or grandkids and you're giving them uh, a gift card and maybe you give them a, a different amount the next year. And they're like, well, what did I do? Because they think maybe they did something that warranted a, a, a smaller gift or a bigger gift. And they're like, what did I do to deserve that? It could have nothing to do with anything other than you can't remember what you gave them the year before. So just having a place to write it down can be really helpful so that people don't fall off your list or you can remember how much I spent and is it in my budget to spend that this year? It could be a place to keep your monthly calendar. That's one of my, my best tools in my holiday palm that I pull out every year is when did I do things over the holidays? So I remember when I mailed cards and when I, the weekend I wrapped gifts. And I know the exact dates every year because I wrote it down every year once I started doing my holiday traditions that, you know, I bake for two solid days leading up to Christmas Eve. And I always bake on the 22nd and 23rd. And it's just 
like blocked out. I won't commit to anything else in those days because I'm covered in flour and sugar and, and the kitchen's a bomb. So those are my, no, I'm doing nothing but baking. And it just is something I look forward to because it's luxurious, but it's blocked on my calendar. And I have that calendar from the year before in my palm. So I can just kind of use it as a template to support the next holiday season. Also, my other favorite hack for my holiday section of my palm is taking pictures, whether it's of decorations, of my table setting, um, or d'oeuvres I set out for Thanksgiving. And I just print it on my regular printer and put it in my palm so I can reference it. And it's really helpful to remember, oh, this is what I did with the tree, or this is how I set up the, the different you know, displays. So I can remember and not have to reinvent the wheel, especially if I like it. If I do something different, like, oh, I want to remember that. I'll take a quick picture and I'll print it out and just throw it in there. And the next year, it's so much fun to have that template to work from and to remember what I did. So I don't get frustrated because I can't, I forgot I bought this to use and I don't remember what I did with it. Yeah, I did. Took a picture. It's in my palm. So that's all that I wanted to share around this special, uh, special 10 episode on personal owner's manuals. And to recap from today, I shared a celebration for my subscribers up to 104. Woo Thank you again. Um, and then I shared my ADHD friendly lens WWCID, what would Charles Ingalls do? Just as a, a frame of reference for if there's too much of something in your life, how to how to get to a simpler, um, easier space to conserve your energy and do things with, with a little bit more ease. And then I shared our palm focus today around physical personal owner's manuals. And I shared lots of examples of what you could do physically to start a personal owner's manual. And then I shared some ideas to start a palm around the holidays. So either a holiday palm or a section of your personal owner's manual that's focused on holidays and traditions and some things you might want to consider tucking in there right now while it's fresh in your brain to support your future self next year when the holiday season rolls around again. And remember, um, if you haven't started your palm yet, the best time to start is right now. I invite you to visit my website, adhdfriendly.com for some resources and tools to start yours. Next week, I have a special guest joining me. It's an expert who's going to share packing tips just in time for the busy holiday travel season. Until next time, tally ho.